It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. It is Monday, May 22nd. I'm your host, Jaden Reader, and my voice is an absolute shambles. But I still <laughs> made the walk this morning. Unlike a certain normal host, Christian Piles, I'm joined by Ben Askren. Ben, how's it going? How can we be sure he's just not late for work? Because, I mean, this guy's late for work. Yeah, he's notoriously. Pace. It's not the first time. It's, it's kind of a reoccurring issue. So we might have to talk to his boss. We might have to talk to his boss. Maybe it'll be his last show. I doubt it, but we'll see. <laughs> there was um, a lot going on this weekend. Um, did you get to watch most of the uh, World Team Trials, Ben? Yes, I watched all of it. I'm excited to talk about it. I nailed some predictions, and I really blew it on some predictions. So um, let's start with what I nailed first, because that's more exciting. I nailed the Heath <laughs> Valencia. He looked outstanding. Um, I will tell you, I, I picked him to win. But I was I was shocked by how bad he tore up Colin Moore. It was not competitive. When Colin tried that duck under, I think it was already four six to zero, yes. and Zahid yes. just fed him some hips and sat him down. It was like, yes. good lord, um, Christian owes Zahid an apology. He went on a little rant about how he didn't think he was going to be the same uh, up at ninety two. And yeah. I'll admit, I'm kind of like you. I was like, eh, I'm not all the way in that boat like Christian. I didn't think he would dominate like he did. I mean, he looked like he had no issues moving up the extra kilos. He looked great. I mean, what the the guy we thought was going to be really good, or I guess maybe we'd, we'd be able to beat him, would be Nathan Jackson. And Nathan Jackson lost first round to Tanner Sloan, got upset 9-9 nine to nine, uh, or 9-8. I don't remember which one it nine, was. Nine. Um, it was 9-9. Nine, nine. Okay, so that I mean, that, that kind of set the tone. And then, yeah, but... Then Zahid blasted him, no problem, and blasted Colin Moore. And, man, after that performance, you're thinking he's probably going to be our rep. I mean, he's got to beat Mike Mock, but as good as he looked, man. Who had Mike Mock versus Zahid Valencia on their final X-Bingo card a month ago? <laughs> Nobody. Real, right? That's wild. But Nobody. That's the um kind of the blessing of the process this year where you can move up a weight. If you don't qualify, I guess. And yeah. maybe then, 
I guess it'll be interesting to see if Zahid can beat Mike Mock, how he'll perform internationally at 92. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I don't want this to sound disrespectful at all, but I think 92 is one of the weaker weights. So I think like there's a decent chance he gets, goes and gets a medal there. And then that would actually give me a huge advantage because then he'll be sitting out to the semis of, of Final X next year, which would give him uh, kind of a leg up on the competition. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it really is well, too bad that 92 isn't an Olympic weight or else he would kind of be like maybe getting on an Olympic spot. But it's going to be tough for him with, with David at 86 and Aaron Brooks, obviously. Sitting really pretty. So, hey, let's talk about what I got wrong. Um, you know what? And I, I, I like my reasoning, and you guys brought me back. I said I didn't think Nishan Garrett was the same guy he was. And Nomad actually posted – the last four trials, he didn't qualify 0-2, 1-2, I think 1-2. So, judging by that, he had been out of his prime. I mean, that was not, not a guy who was competing for spots like he had been previous to that. But you guys pointed out, which I don't know what – I was busy at the Open. That's my excuse. <laughs> I'm making excuses right now. So, maybe I like thought I saw a bad Nishan match, and I actually didn't. But his uh, his Open performance was outstanding, and he follows that up. He killed it this weekend, dominated everybody, looks great. You know, yeah, I, I watched him at the Open. I'm like, wow, he, he looks really good. Um, and he even, he lost to Vito, but it was basically one position that lost him the match. It was uh, tighter 1-0 going into the break, and Vito doubled him and fought him and then turned him, and that was pretty much the match in period number two. So I was like, I think Nation could have a good tournament here, but that did seem like a bit of an outlier performance from what he's been. Yeah. So I wasn't too sure. And then Dayton looked um, pretty solid against Seth Gross. Uh, one eight to two, I think, but that two was kind of a, a junk time late takedown by Gross. And I was just like, it looked great against Gross. And then, but then Gross got tech on the backside by uh, NATO. Yeah. 10 zero. Surprising. Yeah, so I don't not gross gross's best uh best showing. Um so I was kind of like but then you got Nashawn who tech ten zero uh DeSanto in the semi. So I was kinda of like, I think this is almost a toss up, but I'm still feeling pretty good about my pick in Dayton. But dang. Nashawn is just yeah. so powerful. Yeah, uh, the way he took Dayton to his back off that double. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that I, I feel – I always feel weird, like, criticizing Dayton given the amount of success he's had. But he still just doesn't have the ability to go, go to the legs. Like, you know, when he got down big against Nashawn, it was like, okay, well, you kind of need to – He kind of working for push-outs. Yeah, he was working for push-outs because he got he, – he tried pushing really hard on that initial double under, and he got thrown, which I don't understand how that one was two. I think – it, it like, should have been either four or throw. one. I guess maybe they said correct throw. Is that what they said? I think so, which I didn't even realize was still a thing. <laughs> awful thing. It's a very awful thing. But I could not see the exposure from my back, uh, from where I was at, from the vantage point we were watching. So I thought it should either be four if he exposes him or one for a push out if he does not. Um, but kind of like after that sequence, um, you think, okay, he's not going to push as much with the underhook given what just happened, but he did. And I want to say 
Deshaun Wizard kicked him out of bounds twice more, maybe? Deshaun is so tricky uh, on the edge with on that edge, yeah. Wizard and the way he's very good at grounding himself and pivoting right when he's about to go out. I went back and watched his match with Vito from the Open uh, after the tournament yesterday. I mean, that's the Final X matchup now. And he did the same thing in the first period against um, Vito, where right on the edge, he knows, okay, I can put my hand out, but my head, my foot, can't get out. Goes to that wizard and keeps his head up. And he clearly knew that Dayton did not, I don't think, because he wizard kicked, put Dayton's head down, and did. you could tell he was, like, trying to keep his head up from hitting the mat, knowing that if Dayton's head hit first, he would get the point. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so Dayton's inability to go attack his legs and score points there was like, dang, dude, like, I mean, you're at this really, really high level, but you have this one huge flaw, which is if, if you do get behind, you have a very hard time catching up because everyone kind of knows what's coming and you're going to dig an underhook and you're going to push hard and, and that's kind of it. And you're not going to attack the legs so they can kind of upright themselves um, and not worry about too many other things. And Christian and Kozak mentioned it on the call too, that it hurt him in the fact that his top game is so good too. And that's how you can get back in a match, but you got to be able to get on top. Yes, you obviously to use your parterre. Yeah, just with the best guys, it's just so hard. It's so hard if you watch all the best freestyle wrestlers. It's so hard to consistently get on top of someone without being able to go to their legs. You know, from inside trips, throws, drags, and stuff like that. Like you can do them sometimes. Slide, slide by. He had a slide by and gross. So it's slide by. Nice slide by. All these other moves, like you can get on top sometimes, um, but it's hard to consistently get on top with that skill set without being able to go to the legs. And then it's like, okay, we've also good off scrambles, but if the other person's winning, they don't need to put themselves unnecessarily underneath you, right? So they can just not shoot. Now, in Nishan's semifinal with DeSanto, I thought it was interesting when they cautioned DeSanto, not the first time, but the second time. I think they said he didn't open up on bottom, but it looked like to me that Nishan was controlling his wrist. Uh, So I couldn't see from my camera. I I feel like I didn't have a good view of it, but I wish in freestyle wrestling they would call that more often because I think what would happen if you call more often, people would know you're actually going to call it, and then people would just stop doing it which is grabbing fingers on bottom because it's crap. You oh, I think be able to that's what DeSanto was doing. Yeah, and you shouldn't be able to do it. So if the referee, but the referees don't call it a lot. So, you know, especially like the youth and high school is like, we see it a lot because the referees don't call it a lot. And it's like, if they just called it sometimes and everyone would know, I can't do that because they're actually going to call it. And we would have that problem be fixed real quickly. Um, you know, the one thing that I was really impressed with um it sure appeared, man, it appeared that DeSanto had grabbed the leg uh, on that gut wrench a couple times. Mm-hmm. And Deshaun's ability to pop that thing through was really impressive. Because on both the last two, I was like, oh, shoot, he's going to get stepped, get stepped over, over. here. Yeah. I, I sure, Man, it was close. It felt like that was what was going to happen. And he was able to pop it through. And that was really impressive. Yeah, it was really impressive. In, I mean, you close out DeSanto like that, you don't even give him an opportunity to use his gas tank in the second period and come back, which 
I believe, is what happened to Nashawn when they wrestled him yeah. a while yep. back. And Nashawn got up I like 8 0. And then DeSanto ended up winning 14 to 13 or something. It was like it that. was ridiculous. So that was a nice work by Nashawn to close it out when he got the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did, man, he looked really good. Uh, and despite the fact that you're like, holy moly, he looked good, I'm still not giving him a very good chance against Vito because Vito just beat him, and Vito looked so good uh, in the last two and a half, three months. It's a match. It's a thing. But, yeah, sure. especially two out of three, not too many people are going to be picking the Sean, and for good reason. Nobody's yeah. hotter right now than Vito. Nobody. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, in all of American wrestling, who? Yeah, no. Nobody. nobody. Nobody, I don't think, right? Do you think we have seen regression? Oh, Gable. How about Gable? Uh, Gable, okay. Okay, yeah. Gable. Do you think we have seen regression from Dayton, or is this just Nashawn's balling out right now, and no. so is Vito? Because, like, kind of to what I was saying earlier, I thought Dayton looked really good against Gross, Obviously, you pointed out a big hole in his game that he has not been able to really develop. So I don't think we've seen a lot of regression from Dane, but maybe just a lack of evolution. That's uh, I, I so I I said the word regression, and I said I felt bad about using the word given the fact that he competes at such a high level. It feels weird, like saying that, and, and also that he's so young. Although remember that was a show where we brought up he's actually twenty five somehow, which yes. that like blows my it blows my mind because I feel like he's like twenty two or something um feels really strange so yeah i mean i think it is just the fact that he has a very specific skill set and if he's able to get there he's able to beat some of the best guys in the world but at this point everyone knows what skill set is coming at you and so for certain people especially if you can get a lead it's kind of easy ish to game plan against for for the be- very very best guys right if you're not one of the very best guys you 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 just can't deal with them, right? But if you're right. one of the very best guys and you get a lead, it's kind of easy to game plan against. Yeah. So that was 61. DeSanto did end right. up coming back for third. Uh, we talked kind of 92. Nate Jackson ended up coming back for third well, at 92. I don't know how to bring this up. Uh, I, I should have brought this up to lead the show. Great American hero. Almost got it done. Did oh, you watch this? so match? close. <laughs> that was oh, the man. craziest oh. match of the tournament. I, so I guess it took the last gut wrench away because his head was out of bounds. Yes. I was watching without volume, but that had to be why. Yes, correct. He kind of broke Mason on that gut wrench sequence because Mason just started turning over. He was just he was just flopping over, and then he was holding his ribs afterwards, and it was like, did White Hendrickson just break Mason Paris's ribs with a gut wrench? <laughs> Seriously, right? Because he he defended like one hard, and then like I feel like the second. How many? So he got he got four gut wrenches, but they gave him scored they scored him five initially and they took one away. Right. He just kind of flopped over on number three and four. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was wild. And then he does end up winning. Uh, Mason takes him down and wins. Almost gave up the step out at the end. Almost, almost the last <laughs> So here's the here's why problem. Why I'm gonna give you some advice because you're my favorite wrestler. Not my favorite non AWA wrestler is. I think Wyatt's done so much offense in his life, he doesn't have basic defense. Because when there was 40 seconds left and he was up by, well, he was up by, he was up 10-6. Mm-hmm. Man, he, 
He couldn't stop Mace from getting to his legs. No. Yeah. And then work he, on that. even after Mason won that one, you could tell, tell he was still kind of favoring his, his torso and his ribs. And I was kind of like, is Mason going to be healthy enough to, to take on Gwiz yeah. here in the finals, which he obviously was. He, he looked solid against Gwiz. He ended up winning that one, what was it, 6 2? 2, two yep. Got a late take. So it was 4 2, it was competitive. And then he got, he's got a takedown at the end to seal it. The, the takedown at the end was kind of funny, actually, because. He has uh, Gwizdowski in like a chest wrap. And Gwizdowski like peeks out and goes to his butt, but doesn't, Mason doesn't fall over, right? But he got out of the chest wrap. Mm -hmm. So he peeks out here. And then so he's sitting on his butt and Mason's over there because the peek out kind of worked halfway. And then Gwiz is like, wait, I got to get out of here. And he starts turning to get out of here. And then Mason's like, just jumps on him. It was hilarious. That's great. And uh, so back to the Hendrickson Paris semi, it was almost an opposite scenario of what happened at their U.S. Open match, where Wyatt got up seven to zero before Mason came back to win. Mm -hmm. So, gritty yeah. performance uh, Paris, by Mason. To get that cat first round also. Yeah, 10 really um, that, that pack has separated themselves from Cassiope a little bit. Yes. This would be another one that's um, as good as Mason Paris looked. It's hard to dream of him challenging Gable in two weeks. Or, yeah. Well, yeah. We, we, we have three saw. weeks. I think we have three weeks. Three, because Ohio U20, U23 is in two weeks, and then the week after yeah. it's final X yep. in Newark. And the cadet duels. Uh, I know I'm not – I'm, I've committed to coach. I really wanted to go to Final X. I was going to take my girls, but then I, I had already committed to coaching the cadet duels. Um, and then I was like, okay, wait. If it's at night, I can just drive from Rockford or I think we're in Rockford to Calb or somewhere like that and then drive to Chicago and fly to New York and watch it. But you guys are going all day with Final X. It, like, starts in the morning or something. and it, you know We have to. It's it's all three wow. styles, all ten weights. Yeah. Two and three so, matches each, each weight. It's, an all day, it's going to be an all-day thing. There will be multiple mats, I believe. I think there's going to be two I, mats. I want, isn't there? I thought there was a mat per style or something to that effect. Like, two this is three. the Greco mat. Yeah. This is the freestyle mat. This is the the women's mat, which I really hope so because from a spectator, I can't stand it when you guys jumble it all up and stuff. And then it's like I have to, like, dig through, like, where where, where am I watching? What am I watching? I got to keep switching mats. It's like, we'll just just – Say, hey, this is the women's mat. We're going from one to ten. Greco mat one to ten. Freestyle mat one to ten. I think that's so simple. Yeah, I think it is one mat per style. Um, nice, love it. But don't don't quote me on that for don't sure. But sure that. That's what it'll be. Um. Okay. Yeah. So heavyweight was fun. Um, I will say, and Great American Hero did lose to Don Bradley for third. Oh, I know. Let's let, let's give Don Bradley a shot. I saw a Facebook post by Don Bradley this morning. Um, this man, he's kind of a legend. And I was thinking about how, you know, if someone like does a four-time All-American in college, everyone's like appreciates like how they were able to be consistent and do it all four years. Don Bradley's Don been top Bradley, five in the country for over a decade. <laughs> well, he's placed in 50. He, he, so the post he made this morning, I'm going to go find it. Hold on. I'm going to go find it just so I get to so he's placed at the U.S. Open 15 times. He's won, he won his third Pan Am title. He he 
this was his 11th world team trials. Uh, and then he also got his masters all in the last month. Wow. What a I know, shout, right? out to, shout out to Don Bradley. How many people do you think have placed at 11 world team trials and 15 U.S. Opens? It can't be very many. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm sure, you know, there's there's a couple heavyweights that I have, but. Bob Gardner. I mean, JB's getting kind of old. Uh, he doesn't do, he doesn't have the world team trials and the U.S. Opens in his back pocket because he doesn't wrestle at them either. Because he doesn't wrestle at them. So he definitely doesn't have the U.S. Opens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so wild for Don Bradley. Uh, um, and then, Mason oh yeah, and Wyatt I, did their best Don Bradley impression, too, going into the uh, table. That was crap. I didn't like that. I, w- I, w- I was yelling at my computer in that while I was cheering for the Great American Hero. Sorry, Mason Paris. <laughs> I don't know you. But, uh, you know, I cheer for the Great American Hero. But it's so dumb because it felt like this is – it felt like the whistle was blown, and they were way out of bounds. And he just kept trying to take him down, and it's like that's where the out-of-bounds rules – and I've raged on this before. It's like – it would make so much more sense if everyone just knew what they were, right? Because sometimes you get 27 steps out of bounds and sometimes you get one. It's like everyone get two steps out of bounds or your feet still have to be in bounds or I don't know, something, right? But um, Mason Paris thought he wanted to get two points, so he just kept trying to take him down even though it was way out of bounds. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of – I'm more in favor of like just keep it simple. If you score within one step after going out of bounds, maybe maybe that yeah. can because continuation I think is is kind of a good thing. You don't yes. incentivize the guy getting the takedown, but yeah, you can't be having two hundred and sixty pound dudes going into the table. Oh, somebody's gonna get. And hurt. the one the other thing that's bullcrap is that obviously if you're headed like in a uh, say a, a a parallel direction to where the floor is at, you're gonna have a lot of space. I mean, the one that always comes to my head right. when I think about that. Dake Taylor, you're too young to remember this. This was 2015. No, I remember it was, it. You don't remember. You're it was in the young. middle of the other mat right next to it. <laughs> yeah, it went. It was seven mat, seven mat spaces away. It was, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> yes. You know, no. it was like, and they scored a four. Yeah. Yeah. That one, so, that one was absurd. Simple. Let's keep it simple. Yes, keep it simple, stupid. Hey, the other one I saw James Green tweeting about, and this one really, it, this one really bugs me a lot. Um, it, but it's been it's been a freestyle rule. It's actually been one of the consistent freestyle rules for as long as I can remember. So we'll we'll say approximately twenty years ish, maybe but maybe more. Is if you're on your back and you bridge right, and you go out of bounds, they give it a caution in two, and it's like. But where else do you want them to go? And when That's you're bridging, defense, it's like right. you can bridge and go towards your feet. It's like you could only bridge and go one direction. You bridge because that's your only way to not to get pinned. And when you bridge, you move towards your head. And then if if you're pointing that direction, you go about it's like you can point yourself in that direction. It's literally your only place to go not to get pinned. So it's like you're saying either I have to get pinned or I have to give up a caution too. It is the stupidest rule ever. I really wish that that one would be outlawed. I agree, and I think even a lot of the cautions on the feet, I know that's an emphasis now for the officials, so they're calling it correctly, but I think the emphasis has gone too much kind of to the The one, um, the second to last push out, or maybe it was the last, in the Sloan-Jackson match, Sloan was trying hard to get back inbounds, and they gave him a caution one. 
Yeah. That's not what it, that's not what it should be for. That guy was trying hard not to go to bounds. And I, I mean, I think aren't you supposed to like kind of let be able to let the guy back in too? Because you're not technically supposed to just like straight arm push just either. Push, yeah. Which yeah, uh, well, that, that one only ever gets called at once also, in a blue moon. Because you can push them with a single leg straight out of bounds or an unhook straight out of bounds, but if you're pushing them with more straight arms, they say. That's like not as good of a wrestling technique, but to me, that's harder. <laughs> if you give me an underhook, I can push you anywhere I want. If you I get a straight leg? arm, I'm kind of vulnerable because you can snap me or you can drag me or you could do, you know, pop me up and go underneath me. Like, I don't know. I'm not pushing someone with straight arms. I'll push them with underhook or a seatbelt or something, but straight arms, I don't think so. It is kind of funny too. And I've never really thought about it until now, but like, if you get a single leg, and you just walk a guy out of bounds, you definitely weren't trying for, for a finish. You were trying that's for right. a step out. But if you're just pushing a guy, that's not okay. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> and also, yeah, and also obviously when the guy has the leg up in the air, it's almost like they have no defense whatsoever. But yeah, you right. just very accepted. Huh. So that was the men's freestyle world team trials. Just three weights there. The women... Um, had four weights, uh, not quite as exciting in uh, the lighter weights. Jakara won easily. I think she teched everybody. Emma Bruntel teched her way through it. Jen Page. Good. She got a nice lace also. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Page won easily. Uh, 7-0 over Hedrick. 11-4 over Maya Nelson. 76 was fun, though, because I don't know what the hell happened to Adeline in between the U.S. Open and... This weekend, but she looked completely different. Um, yeah, maybe it was just, I mean, we don't, I, I don't know, did she ever come out and say, like, how long she was actually on the map prior to the U.S. Open? Because it does appear that three weeks made the difference, and sometimes maybe it was her just shaking out the first competition. Yeah. Um, obviously, usually I'd say, like, the first first competition back after injury is generally worse. This wasn't an injury. It was a baby, which is probably Harder than most injuries, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that was it. Just she had to shake out. Because, yeah, she looked like a completely different person than what she looked like three weeks ago. 100%. And in her semifinal against Kylie Welker, I think she got down 3-0. to zero. And I was kind of like, mm, here we go. Like That's kind of what I predicted. I was like, Adeline might be able to win her semifinal, but just based on what we saw to US Open, I am not picking her to win a semi and a final. And she gets on top of Kylie Welker and gets it done. Parterre for her made the difference in both her semifinal and finals match. Finals, it was 12-1 to over Diamond, which is just a complete pivot from she was down a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like Diamond was dominating that match. And this one was all out of line. She was able to take her down. She was able to turn her everything. So... Yeah, she she looks good. Um, so that makes you think: Can she be competitive with Kennedy? Because you know she wasn't competitive with Kennedy three weeks ago, but three weeks ago she's also getting killed by Diamond. So uh, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say it's gonna be significantly more competitive. Although I think Kennedy is a, she's Kennedy is a step up from Diamond. If if we were making if we were making tears, I was trying to des- I was trying to describe the tears thing to. Uh, a friend who doesn't watch the show a lot yesterday, I was trying to describe tears to them. And uh, I think I did it successfully. But if we were making tears for this weight class, I think Kennedy would be above Diamond. 
So is, I agree, is Adeline now still in a tier with Diamond and Kylie and Alto McCove in there too? I think she has to be. I mean, she's 2-0 against Diamond, but that first match, that was close. Has anyone else, I mean, I guess... In their first match at U, was it U20 or U23? I don't recall which age group it was because it was the same weekend. Um, but one of the Blades Welker matches was competitive. The other one was not. One was one was close and one was not close. Um, I don't remember which one was which. So, you know, maybe Kennedy hasn't distanced herself enough was, to be it considered. It was the first own. one. It was eight to six. And then Kennedy eight. Pender in round two. And it was it was like seven zero or something when she pinned her. Also, mm-hmm. so the second one wasn't competitive. Um, but I guess so. I guess part of me feels like Kennedy is distancing herself from the rest of this field and the rest of a very good field at that. Um, but you know, maybe I guess I guess I would wait. Maybe I'll wait three weeks till I determine that she's on her own island. Yeah, that's that's probably the safe bet. Safe bet. And there is something. To be said, like, um, I thought Adeline had a big brother type effect on a lot of these girls where maybe they were better, but there's something like mentally that just goes, I'm wrestling this legend, I shouldn't win, and that allows them to win. I think it's maybe what happened against Diamond um, at the U.S. Open, where she's beating her and then just obviously has a mental lapse at the end where it's something where she doesn't think she should win the match. So she doesn't. Um, But I think, and I thought she might have the same effect on Kennedy. Um, Obviously she did not. I don't think she will have final X either, but there is something to be said for that. And just the fact that Adeline has always found a way yeah. I mean, Kennedy has a different skill not, set than the rest of these girls. Like, so that's, that's a, a big deal. Oh, 100%. Um, I was maybe, I thought uh, maybe Yelena would have been, McCoy would have been a little bit more competitive. Kylie did end up coming back and beating her, teching her for for third place on the backside. Diamond beat her. Her match with Diamond was competitive in the semis, though. Diamond only won. Nine to six, yep. but it'll it'll be a fun way to uh to follow here for the next four eight years with, mm-hmm. with all those girls at the top. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, especially if uh, yeah, meet or um, you gotta think a meet's gonna go down to sixty eight next year, right? But sometimes people grow and they just can't make weight. I know. You don't know. And yeah. She was going to go up to 76 previously, I think. But with Tamira gone, it's like, you think Steiner... She might just get too big where she doesn't have a choice. I know. She might, but if I'm Coach Steiner, I'm telling her, come here, come here. It might not be fun, but... You're going to stop growing. Yes. Even though you're only, what, 20? What is she, 20 years old? 21? Yeah, she might still be a teenager. That's crazy. I think she actually is because it wasn't two years ago where uh, 
She might, yeah, because it was two. She might only be eighteen, JD, because okay, because USA Wrestling and you and FIBA or UWW go by birth year, right? That's how it determines what age group you're in. She was and not old enough to wrestle at the Olympic trials. Wasn't in old enough to wrestle in 2021, and you have to be twenty twenty one. You have to be you have to be the eighteen year old birth year uh, in order to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be, you have to be born where you're going to turn 18 in that calendar year. And wasn't there something like she was like a December something birthday? So uh, I think that was why, like a few days away, something like that. Yes. Like she's like, oh my goodness! Before, what's up, guys? Wow. Oh, look who it is! Look work. who decided to show up, show up to work. Man, I'd have been here so much earlier. So, hey, you know what? Little, if you take nothing away from the show. If you were flying United and you think you can just screenshot your little print PDF thing and get through security, you cannot. They said that doesn't. They said that doesn't work. Yeah, you don't, have, you don't exactly. have the That's app like an adult. I don't <laughs> have the app, and I'm not an adult. So yes. <laughs> no, but Christian's right. I mean, I do it with my Southwest app. Is I. I check in, I screenshot my ticket because sometimes like the internet's getting funny and it won't come back up the next day. So then I'll just go to my pictures and I have it and you check in. Exactly. This is America. That's so right. But anyways, I'm a, I don't know whoever you're talking to. I think they're wrong, Christian. I'm going to tell you. I, I, think they're wrong. I told him the same thing. I said, uh, I, I channel my inner Ben Askren. I said, listen, you don't need my boarding pass. You have my ID, which says I'm supposed to be on a flight today. Just let me through. Most of the time, they don't even act. Yeah, actually, I don't even get my boarding pass anymore. You know? Pre-check, baby. Pre-check. So, you know what? I'm a, yes, I'm a a separate tier of human, and I get to go through with less scrutiny, I thought. Pre-check. Best thing ever. World, world team trials. Um, what were what were y'all's takeaways? I've got I've got. We already just crushed it. JD and I just crushed it. We talked about all the ways. We talked about all the. I can give you my cliff notes. Cliff noted. I can give you my cliff notes. Okay. One, honestly, the thing I've been thinking about the most is like, I was so totally stunned that Adeline Gray wrestled that well after her U.S. Open performance. I was like fully ready and expecting her to leave like in a semi or something, not even make it to the finals. And she just kind of, she looks, uh, did a complete 180. So I kind of, I'm not I'm not handing that spot to Kennedy like I probably was it's a uh, thing. one day ago. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Man, Zahid's gonna. I mean, so I was. <laughs> yeah, I kind of with big time on Zahid. He, man, I did not expect him to be that much better than Colin Moore, and he was yeah. so much better. Um, it was wild how easily. And he- I, it was stunning, and I man, I also think Nate Jackson's just kind of taken a step back from. A year ago, uh, don't think it was the same guy we, we saw last year. Not that it would have mattered. I don't think anyone was beaten to heat on yesterday, but that was a, another takeaway. Uh, but yeah, I thought Colin would would be able to be way more competitive. fantastic. I do um, think Colin was a little hurt. He was kind of favoring that knee and that elbow. Still, hundred percent. But still, the power had, from Zahid when he Colin tried to duck and he just sat him down. That was, so I don't know and about I, how I think that was like a timing thing. He timed that perfectly when Colin went down and yes. he was at the bottom. He he hipped in great. I feel like I feel like they were like, listen, he's gonna do this duck at some point. Like they, they were so prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that that's the I mean, I, I think he's probably gonna beat Mike Mock, right? I mean, how can you 
That was what I said. You got to make him the favorite after how good he looked. 100%. You make him the favorite. I'm I'm giving Nishan a real shot uh, against Vito. I know that it was 92 really? last time. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think with both guys, we've seen such variance in performance. And sure. Vito's on the heater right now. Vito's the deserved favorite. But um, I'm not... I'm not writing off Nishan after that performance. Two after out of three definitely will help Vito. And we were talking about it a little bit earlier. I went back and rewatched their match from the Open. And on the scoreboard, it wasn't that close. But it was basically one position for Vito. He forward him and then turned him. Uh, and that was kind of the match. He ended up getting a late takedown as Nishan was really trying to attack and score at the end. But it it was 1-0 to zero at the break with like two minutes to go or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. And we were, um, we were just poised for a DeSanto fix, DeSanto gross thing. And he just blew it up. Big time. We, I think we alluded to it. I, mean, last I, show. I, I counted him out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but I think it was just a classic. Oh, look at, oh, look at my delivery girl here. Look at this. Wait, what's she, going on? My, that's my daughter. She, uh, I put her, she was in the McDonald's line. me. <laughs> Hey, how like old is she own. now? Is she she's old enough to go do that by herself? She's old enough. Well, I can see the line, but yeah, she's old oh, enough. Okay. She's ten. She's old. Where enough are to you? Hand what out. airport is that? I can't tell. Denver. Denver. Uh, yeah. Uh, so one other thing, just to give you a little air cover, Ben, on this John, it's like, man, with the open, it's so like final focused, and we miss so many matches. There was so many high level matches. The brings change too. Um, that I think we just kind of missed that it was uh that match happened in, initially. So yeah. Great uh great performance by Nishan. Man, I that was uh that was the excuse I used, Christian. And actually Nomad made a post where his last four trials like were like oh and two, one and two, one and two didn't qualify. And so, you know, like I don't feel that bad about saying like his his best performances were prior to that. Uh but yeah, I said I said I whiffed on watching him at the open because you guys correctly pointed out that he looked really good. And I, I think you got to give you give credit to Nishan because he did the work. But, man, I, I feel like he bounced around a lot of places. And it seems like the fit at Lehigh Valley, Coach McCoy and Zach Ray was in his corner. Um, man, I, I feel like that has to have contributed a, a significant amount. So give some credit there as well. This is the sharpest version of any we've seen since this Cornell days, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I would say, well, in 2018 – he, he made the team and beat Joe Cologne when Joe Cologne. That's true. Uh, People forget. Medal. Cologne medaled. <laughs> and that was, that was at Arizona State. So, you know, he, he's had these, he's had these glimpses and he had these moments where like, this guy could be a world champion, no doubt. And then there's yeah. been some performances you're like, is it over for him? And you just never, you just never know. It's definitely not over. I mean, his size is a thing too. Sit, standing there on the mat, just how much bigger he was than just at least eyeball. Like Dayton and uh, who wrestled Thomas Stello. it was that stood out as well. Yeah, so that that I mean that's one thing I was thinking about too is like where are all these dudes gonna go next year? Like if you take that sixty one bracket, it was a really tough bracket. None of them are gonna be sixty one next year. They're either going up or they're going down. That's it. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that's I mean, final X is so interesting now with Vito uh, and Nation. Um, 
We talked about Zahid and Mike Mock. Mason looked really good. It was sort of a strange tournament, you know, with the wide. Great American Hendrickson. Hero. Give, give the Great American Hero his credit, Christian. You're in, you're in he Colorado. Got, he got fourth. Um, he, he got correct thrown twice by Dom Bradley. Um, which, That's the stupidest call ever. Correct bro, throws the Man, and you know Ben feels it. He's, this is that's like you got your former teammate Don Bradley. You've got Great American Hero Wrestling Show. You must have been just, we uh, did a, a basket case. I actually gave Don Bradley. We gave him a shout out earlier. He is. Uh, I'll repeat it for you. He is now placed in 15 U.S. Open and, and 11 World Team Trials, um, and he got his Masters all in the last month. It's pretty pretty insane. What a beast, Don Bradley is awesome. So yeah. Um, Mason takes out El Quiz. Good match there. I wasn't sure if he was going to do it after kind of the first minute of that match, but I think he's utilized all his skills and tools. He's got crazy power, I think, and they able to get it done. So 125 was fun. Um, where else were, did y'all go? Uh, we kind of talked through all the weight classes. Uh, I was uh, I was disappointed by Wyatt's ability to do baseline defense after he got that big lead on the gut wrenches because they, they they he got the four gut wrenches and then they took the fifth one away. Um, and Mason was kind of flopping over on those last couple. And then, yeah, he just wasn't able to hold his lead. I legitimately thought I Mason's thought... ribs might have been broken <laughs> for a second there. What? I legitimately I thought Wyatt said... Hendrickson might have broken Mason Paris's ribs. Well, I, th- I think he said in his interviews, like, dislocated or something like that. It, it's hurt. It's, it's, uh, I was worried about him going into the quiz match. Oh, Tyler, our guy Tyler was freaking out because he wasn't there. He's like, dude, I haven't seen Hazen yet. I was like, he's the last match. It's fine. But he's like, dude, I don't know. But, of course, he wrestled. I actually had a different take, Ben, on that match. Uh, I thought that was always there for Mason, and he just, like, he got his big lead and just tried to chill on it, and yeah. then Paid dearly, and then it's like, okay, I guess I have to score again. And they did it, and it was like, well, Mason, it didn't have to be so dramatic for you, but he's got to improve his parterre defense. He, he, um, Tyler was giving me the finer points of like his the what he needs to be doing differently, but he's just not moving underneath there. And, um, yeah, I'm sure get a couple guts, he just flopped over on, yeah. Yeah, so he's got to got to shore that up. Although against Gable Stevenson, that probably won't be it. He doesn't even try. Yeah, it is he's funny. Gable should really get. Uh, I mean, if Gable's that elite at everything else, why can't Gable be elite at a gut wrench? It's a really simple tactic. You lock your hands, you squeeze as hard as you can, you drive in this motion, and then you give it a good pop. Boom! Gable should be. He should be the best gut wrench in the world. Gable, I want you to be the best gut wrencher in the year in the world. You can do it. Wait, I said that yeah. in the world in a year. In one year. I could. I just. I just. So I just wanted him to keep getting better on his feet. How high I'm going to work on his parterre defense. Because that's the only thing yes. that scares me. Yeah, that's true. Nobody is his better on the feet than him. That is the one area where somebody could could get him. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, I thought, man. I thought Jennifer. I like how they did the trials this year. And I think it allowed some quality uh, women's depth to, to move weights. We got Zahid also in, in Final X. Jennifer Page, I think, is going to do really well. She made the team. Um, so, wait, can I pose one thing? I meant to pose this earlier to you, JD, uh, when it was just you and I. But now, okay, so Zahid was allowed to move up. 
okay, when he lost Aaron Brooks. But now Aaron Brooks, if he doesn't beat David Taylor, is going to be like, wait, I beat that guy this year. He got to move up and made the team, and I didn't get that opportunity, which is if he feels, feels not fair. Man, I hadn't thought about that. And, I, you know, I'm big. So my, my thing is, like, man, at some point, you guys say enough's enough. I'm like, yeah. you need Final X to be, like, a thing that yeah. you're pointing towards. It's, like, the ultimate destination. But it is not 100% fair. Um, w- would agree with that. Yeah, that is sort of weird. I hadn't even considered that then. But, yeah, it's very likely. Now, it's sort of rare that it, it would happen this way, that a guy would – not even make final X and be a favorite to make the team, but that's that's where we are. Yeah. You were out here saying ninety two is that much better than eighty six. It it is. It is not the crazy part. <laughs> it's that much better. Oh, right now, Christian Piles. You got you got Zahid Valencia in there at ninety two. He's got Mike Mock and Collins Moore. Oh, Zahid is at eighty six. Now you just stop it. All right, how about this? You go duel me top to bottom. <laughs> Y'all might y'all have, y'all have this in the first half. Not gonna lie, but the second half, I think our depth's gonna be. What? Well, so you go David Taylor versus we'll go Mike Mock. You go Aaron Brooks versus Zahid. No, no, Zahid is no Zahid is number three at eighty six. Then you go Zahid. It's my lineup. It's my <laughs> lineup. I'm just start who I want. Zahid's gonna have to wrestle himself. Who wins? Oh, they got Zahid. So I do I have a slight level of vindication that he is in fact very, very small. He weighed in one kilo light at eighty six. So he weighed, uh, he he weighed in eighty five kilograms. Yes. Dang, yes. he's very big. So he is. I'm at least right that he was small, but he just uh, he transcends size and power. So why why does he wrestle seventy nine? Is it just because Burroughs is that damn good? No, no, he's like he's just been all in on the Olympic thing. He he didn't want to go seventy nine before Burroughs was there. Sure, man. Yeah. I don't know, world titles count for something. I feel like not a lot of us have world titles. I don't got one. I feel like you go seventy nine. Um, man, it's not that far away. If you're walking around at eighty five kilograms without trying to, because obviously, if you're wrestling ninety two and you weigh eighty five, you're not trying to be eighty five. You're probably trying to be larger. So, I mean, legitimately, yes. if he just kind of watches intake, he's probably going to be 83, 84. Going to 79 is not hard. I, I agree. I agree. I just think, yeah, that's, I mean, I agree. I mean, I don't, it's their careers, right? But, man, it's like make the team first. Make a team. And then, all right, now you can start, like, positioning for Olympic. But he's kind of made made his mind up, like, this is what I'm what I'm trying to do. So, I understand it. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Dang, indeed. Um, what else do you talk about? Oh, I know. I had one other thing. I was I was curious for your thoughts. But the DeSanto Nation match was interesting because it was two cautions that just kept DeSanto was he down there. Fingers? For, Is that what they concerned. were saying on the second caution? I couldn't tell either. I don't know if he was sealed off too much. He was grabbing anything. He could. I mean, he was clinging and holding. My question for y'all is that first caution. Did you think that was um, for sure should have put him back down? Because like I on the one, one hand, okay. right, here's, here's here's my thought. On the one hand, I do think Austin just sort of left out of bounds. Like I think that's pro- that probably happened. But on the other hand, that is the exact direction that the single leg finish was going to take him anyway. 
That's uh... um, so I'm like, ah, I thought it was a little tough, I, I, but he's got to open up underneath for sure. Um, I, I don't disagree with this type of talk, but the first one I was kind of like, just seeing it in real time, I was like, hmm, that's kind of where the where it was all going anyway. Yeah, I, I don't hate it because when, when people make an excessive attempt to get out of bounds, then it's like, yeah, you should be punished by being put on bottom. But JD and I were saying earlier that we both thought that there was maybe – I brought up the scenario when they're on their back and they bridge and they out of bounds, which is annoying. But then additionally, like, uh, I brought the Tanner Sloan, Nathan Jackson. At, there was one at the end where it was like Sloan was trying really hard to stay in bounds, and he couldn't. And you still gave him a caution in one. It's like, I, there, I feel like um, there is an over-excessive use of caution ones. Yeah, I didn't see anything egregious, honestly. I thought it, it all looked, you know, about what I expected. And there were some I was worried they might do it, and they, they didn't. They were uh, showed restraint. So it, but that was on the other mat, the Nate Tanner Sloan match. Oh, hey, did we, uh, you guys talk about that it's going to be growth or no? Excuse me, Dayton versus DeSanto, final X for through uh for the national team spot. Oh shoot, I didn't even realize that actually. Me neither. <laughs> you swore, buddy. Big swear. Wow. Dang. Yeah, that'll be fun. No, will be fun. How many yeah. final truth? Like how many final X, show up? How many true third matches are there gonna be? I know Keegan's wrestling Vincenzo Joseph. Who else? Once again, um, if Vincenzo shows up. Didn't Vincenzo not do this true third last year? Yeah, that's why Starachi got it. We were just working on the damn seatbelt position last week. So I'm pretty sure they're wrestling. Well, who who was working on it? Keegan was. We, we had a workout. We were, uh, we well, we're talking about – yeah, I'm sure Keegan is. I'm talking about Vincenzo. Last time Vincenzo didn't show up. Oh. Huh. Yeah. But – he, just it depends on if you care on making the national team or not. I haven't checked his number. I'll just text him. Hey, are you going to show up with Final X? Just curious. We're practicing <laughs> like super hard. We're really trying to work on the positions you're really good at. So, like, you're unique. And so, you know, if you're not going to show up, we probably shouldn't waste our time on that. <laughs> yeah. But then if he's smart, he'll be like, no, nah, I'm not going to come. And then <laughs> show up. That's something Ben Askren would do. Trickery. Mm-hmm. So that was um, that was all good, fun, fun tournament. Love being in Colorado Springs. We want to get to did we get, I didn't pose a question tweet accidentally. I don't know if we have any. I went back For and just rewatched the uh, the Santo Nation single leg position. While I agree with you, that is how you finish. DeSanto clearly like crawled and hopped. Out of bounds, and yeah. you have to know you can't do that. Yeah. Like it has yeah. become such a point of emphasis, the caution in one for fleeing the mat that you have to realize I gotta try and work in here. Yeah, because there's some of my scene, maybe not senior level, but obviously I watch a lot of junior and cadets because I'm coaching, where literally it'll be like a single leg and the guy like finishes and the guy falls over and they fall out of bounds because they're not even jumping, they just fall and they'll be like caution in one, and you're like no, 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 he just fell over. Like, he didn't actually even move. He just tipped over because the guy got both his legs. They're like, nope, caution in one. And you're like, but, but, wait, so he was, but if he if he wasn't, if he couldn't fall over, he wouldn't have fallen over because if he didn't fall over, you would only give him one and not two. So he obviously did not want to fall over. And they're like, nope. And that turned I out to roll. be huge yep. for Garrett because they never went back to their feet. He finished the yep. match on top. That was it. That was it. Hey, so 
another match I wanted to see this weekend, or at least hear about, was Ben Askren versus Dylan Palacio. But it sounds like it didn't. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like it didn't happen. I found him. I found him, and then I said, I said, well, let's just do this. I want, you know, listen, a Bitcoin. I love it. That's easy. This is easy money. I love wrestling, and I love wrestling. I just like to wrestle people. And he is that said, the happiest nah. moment in your life. The, he the said, fact nah. that you could have been. And then I said, well, let's. I'll give it to charity. I'll give it to charity. I won't even keep it for myself. He said, how about the charity of me? And I said, <laughs> that don't even make any sense. So I said, so we're not going to do this. And he said, no, we ain't going to do this. Wow. Yeah. Give me- Palacio. This is Ali Stone is going to hear about this. This, yeah, is indict- is. This, is a, this is a long beach indictment. Homeless wrestlers on the hot seat. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I kind of had the inclination that he just wanted to pick up. Listen, I got nothing against Dylan Palacio, but let's just say like he is. He wanted to go slam some dudes who were very good at wrestling and get a couple highlight clips. It's fun to do. Yeah, that that's way more <laughs> fun than wrestling. Wrestling, yeah. But at the same time, but he should he should have an asterisk on there. He should say asterisk unless you wrestle Division One college wrestling or unless unless you're an all American or some some there should be an asterisk on there like. You cannot compete in this division if you have these credentials. Yes. Do um are you still in Miami then? Uh we're just outside Miami. We went somewhere else. But yeah, it was it was a great conference. A lot of talk about freedom. Met some cool people. Uh I had a great time. Okay. Freedom talk. That's freedom. Listen, I mean, I don't want to evangelize you guys. I know we got seven minutes left, so maybe uh, Man, it is it is it's refreshing to hear people speak intellectually about how Bitcoin gives us freedom and how you and how the current banking system it kind of has us trapped and how the government can control us through the banking system. So Liz, I know you guys are my friends. You guys need to buy some Bitcoin. You need to understand the freedom it gives you because if they can control your money, they can control you. And that's how it is. Controls. <laughs> Hey, listen, um, you're going to laugh and chuckle about it, and then you're going to be a Canadian trucker, and they're going to say, Christian Piles, I don't like what you said on social media. You don't have access to your bank account anymore. I'm sorry. Dang. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll do that. At that point. That's why I'm not a dr- trucker. Am I got to take <laughs> you down to get this Bitcoin? Because that's going to be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, I'm sorry I didn't post the, the questions tweet. That was a mistake. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I, I got a question for you. Else. I got a question okay. for you. I asked JD that he was not certain. At Final X, I do believe they're all, they're wrestling. Uh, every every style has its own mat. Is that correct? You have heard correctly, sir. Okay. So I'm assuming you'll do round one, ten matches, then probably two third place matches, and then you'll come back later in the day and do round two. I don't know where they're going to put the national team matches, but yes, at two o'clock, they're doing. Final X round one, and then at like six p.m. they're doing round two, um, Eastern of course. So yeah, I don't know where they'll put them. Sometimes I think last year they put them before the second round, but don't hold me to that. that yeah, I think wrong. you're right about that. So that that would be my guess is when they're going to do it, and it may be like not. They may do it like before the show itself starts. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. Are you going, Ben? 
I, I was just complaining I'm not because I committed to coach the Wisconsin team at the cadet duels and I really wanted to go and I was kind of hoping it, it ended at like one o'clock last year, or maybe noon or stuff, something to that effect. I was thinking if it was like a six, six PM or seven PM final X, I would maybe sneak sneak over there and go, but you guys are starting a lot earlier. Where's cadet duels? Uh it's in Rockford, Illinois, I think. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of directs from Rockford to JFK. Well, it's actually not that far from Chicago, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would make it. Well, it's gonna be a good time. I can't wait for it. Um, what are, is there anything in between? We got yes, twenties, U twenty threes, twenties, the best, best one of them all. I'll be there. Is that next? JB will be there. Two. It's not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after. Nice. Yeah, because this weekend is, I think we're we're approaching rapidly approaching Theon's Memorial Day. Bang <laughs> Is that gonna be live stream? Yes, absolutely. Um <laughs> yep, it'll be on actually every flow platform. Grappling. Nice. Cheer. Yeah. What Everyone would be the most be. appropriate platform for Sion's Memorial Day cookoff? We would need to bring back the com yeah, combat channel. We'll do that. <laughs> or bring back there was a fake wrestling one called Flow Slam. We could bring that one back. It would Probably be that one. Target demo for sure. Nice. Love it. Nice. Yeah, that'll be good. Okay. Well, it's 826. I think we can cut out a couple minutes. It's actually, it's actually 1026 my time. It's actually 926 oh, yeah. my time. That's <laughs> this is weird. But this show brought us together across time zones across the country. Very good stuff. Appreciate you guys tuning in this weekend for World Stream Talk. We'll be back Thursday for sure hopefully Shane Sparks is joining us God, and uh, yeah we're, we can only hope uh, and we gotta we have to pick another movie and we gotta we gotta pick a better one then. these requests are so bad it's so hey, bad someone someone came up to me at trials and was like hey I re- really my wife didn't uh, didn't like it but we liked it when you were talking about the movies he's like you made it he was like you guys made some good points about Roadhouse I'm like alright maybe we'll do it again <laughs> It's, hey, the summers are long, you know? We, we can throw in a, you know, some cheesy 80s movie. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back Thursday. Have a great week. Happy Monday. Safe travels, Ben. <laughs>